Chapter Forty Eight of Just Stories: The Kind That Never Grow Old by Winfred Hurst, S.D.S. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. For the Feast of Corpus Christi. About the close of the twelfth century, a girl was born in a little village not far from Liege, Belgium. Juliana, they called her. At the age of five years, Juliana was left an orphan, and was placed with the Cistercian nuns of Cornelon. There she was brought up in all piety, there her religious vocation began, and there it developed. Even when she was still a little child, she ardently desired to occupy herself with all the arduous duties of a sister. So she was placed under the special care of a certain sister, Sapientia, who brought her up very carefully and prudently watched over her holy vocation. Juliana was, indeed, an extraordinary girl, as we would say nowadays. In a short time she had learned all the psalms by heart. She was quick to learn and quick to put into practice all the duties and all the virtues of our holy religion. She daily grew in holiness and the love of God. She loved retirement and prayer more than anything else, and it was her great delight to do the hardest and most ordinary work in and around the house. So good was she that at the early age of fourteen, in the year 1207, she had the great happiness of being received into the convent as a sister. From that moment, of course, she gave herself more entirely than ever to God. Especially did she excel in love for Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. That love grew with her growth. On the days when she received Holy Communion, she withdrew herself entirely from the company of others and spent her whole time in prayer and meditation. Holy Mass was her greatest delight and at the elevation she would fall prostrate before her hidden God, her whole appearance showing the immense love that filled her heart. Yes, she humbly tried to hide her feelings, but it was impossible for others not to perceive them. When Juliana was sixteen years old, her divine bridegroom began to favor her with heavenly visions, but they were so mysterious that she could not understand their meaning. Here is one of the visions she had while engaged in that kind of prayer which we call contemplation. In spirit she saw a full moon, but, though it was full, there was a dark spot on it, so that it did not shine as brightly as it might have done. A full moon, the roundness of it reminds us of a large host, doesn't it? At first Juliana, being a sensible young sister, paid no attention to the strange vision, but when it appeared again and again she became uneasy and told Sister Sapientia of her secret. Sister Sapientia, who was now superior, sought the advice of several pious and learned persons, but because they could find no explanation, they looked upon the matter as a simple dream. When they told Juliana so, she humbly submitted to their judgment. She tried to think as they thought, tried to forget all about it, but she could not. Wherever she went and whatever she did, the same vision presented itself to her eyes. Then she began to pray and pray and pray that God would remove those distracting thoughts from her mind but her prayer was not granted. For his own good reasons, God did not as yet see fit to explain the mystery. But after this, by the wise foresight of her holy superior, Juliana was permitted to devote herself more than ever to retirement, prayer, and contemplation. A little oratory was fixed up for her, in which she spent the whole time in solitude and prayer, hardly taking time to eat. Indeed, Soon the Blessed Sacrament seemed to become her principal bodily, as well as spiritual nourishment, and sometimes, after receiving the bread of life, she would retire to her little chapel, 
and remained there for eight days in strictest seclusion, silence, and recollection. In those days, you know, daily communion was not in practice as it happily is now. All the while, however, she was still thinking of the vision of the full moon partly darkened, and she ceaselessly prayed that God might reveal the mystery to her. At length her prayer was granted. One day, after praying for a long time, she became so tired that she fell asleep, and during her sleep the Savior spoke to her soul. Then she understood what the strange vision meant. The blessed sacrament was not so much honored as it should have been honored. The light of the Savior's love was not being permitted to illumine the hearts of men through the Holy Eucharist so much as that dear Savior wished. What did the heavenly voice say? Here is what she heard to her great joy and gratitude. Juliana, what disturbs you is that a feast is wanting in my church militant, which I desire to establish. It is the feast of the most high and most holy sacrament of the altar. At present the celebration of this mystery is observed only on Maundy Thursday, but on that day my sufferings and death are the principal objects of consideration. Therefore I desire another day to be set apart, in which it shall be celebrated by the whole Christendom, and I desire it for three reasons. First, that faith in this divine mystery which is beginning to be attacked, and will in future times be still further menaced, may be more confirmed and reassured. Secondly, that the faithful who believe and seek the truth may be fully taught and convinced, and enabled to draw from this well of life the strength necessary to carry them on in the way of virtue. Thirdly, that reparation may be made for the irreverence and impiety shown towards the divine majesty in the blessed sacrament by a sincere and profound adoration of the same. And you, Juliana, are chosen to give the opportunity for the establishment of this feast. Of course, Juliana made known the Savior's wishes, and, before half a century had passed, the Holy Father established the Feast of Corpus Christi all over the world, to the entire fulfillment of the prediction made by our Lord to her. It has now become one of the most touching, the most lovely, and the most glorious feasts that adorn the Holy Catholic Church. End of chapter 48 End of Just Stories, The Kind That Never Grow Old by Winfred Hurst, S.D.S.